Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, The Lord Will Build Thee a House. It shall be focused on the study of 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We recognize here David with a desire in his heart to build you a house. But Father, you told him through your prophet Nathan that you will build him a house and establish his kingdom forever. Oh Lord, we look forward to the day when the kingdoms of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ and we shall rule and reign with him a thousand years walking on the ashes of the wicked. And we thank you for fulfilling your word where you've sent a prophet to restore our hearts back to the faith of the fathers, to prepare us, Lord, for that soon going away. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Father, may you fulfill all your word in our lives. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to First Chronicles chapter 17. Chapter 17 Now it came to pass, as David sat in his house, that David said to Nathan the prophet, I dwell in an house of cedars, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord remaineth under curtains. Then Nathan said unto David, Do all that is in thine heart, for God is with thee. And it came to pass the same night, that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell David my servant, Thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not build me an house to dwell in. For I have not dwelt in an house since the day that I brought up Israel unto this day, but have gone from tent to tent, and from one tabernacle to another. Wheresoever I have walked with all Israel, spake I a word to any of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people, saying, Why have ye not built me an house of cedars? Now therefore, thus shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, even from following the sheep, that thou shouldest be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with thee whithersoever thou hast walked, and have cut off all thine enemies from before thee, and have made thee a name like the name of the great men that are in the earth. Also, I will ordain a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, and they shall dwell in their place, and shall be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness waste them any more, as at the beginning. And since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, moreover, I will subdue all thine enemies. Furthermore, I tell thee that the Lord will build thee an house, and it shall come to pass, when thy days be expired, that thou must go to be with thy fathers, that I will raise up thy seed after thee, which shall be of thy sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build me an house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and I will not take my mercy away from him, as I took it away from him that was before thee. But I will settle him in mine house and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forevermore. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. And David the king came and sat before the Lord, and said, Who am I, O Lord God? 
and what is mine house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And yet this was a small thing in thine eyes, O God. For thou hast also spoken of thy servant's house for a great while to come, and hast regarded me according to the estate of a man of high degree, O Lord God. What can David speak more to thee for the honor of thy servant? For thou knowest thy servant, O Lord, for thy servant's sake, and according to thine own heart, hast thou done all this greatness in making known all these great things? O Lord, there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation in the earth is like, thy people Israel, whom God went to redeem to be his own people, to make thee a name of greatness and terribleness, by driving out nations from before thy people, whom thou hast redeemed out of Egypt. For thy people Israel didst thou make thine own people forever, and thou, Lord, becamest their God. Therefore now, Lord, let the thing that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant and concerning his house be established forever, and do as thou hast said. Let it even be established that thy name may be magnified forever, saying, the Lord of hosts is the God of Israel, even a God to Israel. And let the house of David thy servant be established before thee. For thou, O my God, hast told thy servant that thou wilt build him an house. Therefore thy servant hath found in his heart to pray before thee. And now, Lord, thou art God, and hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Now therefore let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant, that it may be before thee forever. For thou blessest, O Lord, and it shall be blessed forever. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Ministry Explained. This was preached in 1956 on October the 1st. We'll begin at paragraph 47 up to paragraph 62. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. David, one day, sitting in the presence of Nathan, the prophet, and he said, Is it nice for me to live in a house of cedar, and the ark of my God be under tent? And Nathaniel, or Nathan, being a real prophet of God, but you know, prophets are just man that's anointed time after time by the Spirit. There are eagles who go up and foresee things. They can't go up on their own power. The eagle can't go up on his own power. The wind has to pick him up. And it takes the Holy Spirit wind to pick the prophet up. To take him away in yonder to see things. See things back this way or things back that way. But he can't lift by his own power. He has wings and he is... Now, the pigeon could never lift that far. Neither could the robin. Or no other bird could lift like the eagle. Because he's just... His, his part... He's made up to lift up. He's a heavenly bird that soars above all the birds. He's an eagle. And now when he's down, he's just a bird. But when he's, he was sitting with David, he said, David, do all that's in your heart, for God is with you. I love that. And that night, the Lord appeared to his prophet and said, Go tell my servant David... You was a little fella, and I took you from the sheep coat, from feeding your father's flock, to give you a great name among men. And I've been with you, and I've caused those who's contrary to you, and so forth. 
but I can't let you build this temple. But ever since to the judges, I've never spoke to one, but I went from tent to tent and from tabernacle to tabernacle. Chronicles, I believe about the 7th chapter or 12th chapter, uh, First Chronicles, and it said, I have went from tent to tent, and I have not dwelt in a house, but your son I'll raise up, and he will build me a house, and I'll establish his throne forever and forever. Now, all Israel looked for the time of the coming, the son of David, that was promised in the lineage of David. And they know that that would be the Messiah. If we had time now to base this down and give the point, but I'll just hurry. So when Solomon, which was the successor of David, when he came, God anointed Solomon and gave him a gift. God always has given gifts to lead his people. Search the scriptures. Gifted human beings has led God's people. And so he, Solomon prayed for a gift of wisdom, and God gave him the gift of wisdom to lead the people. And Solomon's age was called the golden age of Israel. It was a type or a foreshadow of the coming of the Lord Jesus in the great millennium, when the whole world will live in a golden age. And Solomon foreshadowed Jesus and went with one gift, and when Jesus came, he had all the gifts. God gave him the Spirit without measure, and he came and when he was greater, he just said, the prophet preached at Nineveh because there was a miracle done, and a gifted, spirited prophet went in in the belly of a whale where all the Nineveh people got on the coast so they fished, and all the fishermen out there, wicked as they were, the whale ran in and opened up his mouth, and the prophet stepped out. And it was a sign. And with the anointing, he preached to people who didn't know which is right and left hand until a city the size of St. Louis, Missouri, repented and put sackcloth on their animals and repented at the preaching of Jonas. Jesus said for it. He said, they'll raise up in the day of judgment and condemn this generation. They had one sign. Anointed prophet preached one message. And the whole city repented. And he said, yet I'll say to you, there's one greater than Jonas here. And they wouldn't repent. The world gets darker and darker, farther away all the time. Knowledge increases and wisdom and so forth, worldly speaking. And the kingdom of God suffers on down. Notice, he said, and the queen of the south, which was the queen of Sheba, she'll raise in this generation and condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And yet I say unto you that a greater than Solomon is here. Notice, he was condemning them because they hadn't recognized that the anointed spirit that was on him of God. 
They tried to class him as a madman. They tried to class him as a, a devil-possessed man, doing miracles by the devil. He said, those people, and you great ecclesiastics, in other words, who sit over here with your fancy buttons and your rules to be called doctor and rabbi, and the people in Nineveh who didn't even know which is right and left hand, repented when they saw the signs of the anointed prophet Jonas come out of the belly of the whale after being there three days and give a message. Uh, ignorant, illiterate people will raise up in the day of judgment and condemn you, Ecclesiastes. You see it? And he said the queen of Sheba, a heathen country, pagan, come and hear the wisdom of Solomon. Yet being a pagan, and she will rise in the judgment and condemn you, bunch of preachers. Because she comes from the uttermost parts of civilization to hear the wisdom of Solomon. See, he was upbraiding them because many signs have been done of the Messiah signs, and they still refuse to hear it. Hard hearted. Oh, they were indoctrinated. Oh, my, my. They had DA and BD and all kinds of degrees. But they failed to see that he was the Messiah. They failed to recognize that though the Scripture said that those things would be. And may I stop here a minute and say, my manager said a few weeks ago, if God doesn't send judgment up on this United States soon, to be a just God, he'll have to resurrect Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize to him. Right. It's become one great, big, vulgar house of prostitution. The worst in the world. The divorce rates are higher here than anywhere else in the world. And naked, half-dressed women on the streets and drinking and crousing and every one of them church members nearly. Oh, you pastor, that'll stand and let your congregation get by with such as that. More damnation will be heaped upon you, and God will require their blood at your hand. Then make fun of divine healing and the power of the resurrected Lord Jesus, proving that he's alive. You hear? Now, look what a price that Queen of Sheba had to pay. You know how long it takes her to her travel? Three months. When Solomon's gift was recognized among the people, that he was a gifted man, that God was with Solomon. Everybody come from everywhere to see Solomon because he had a divine gift that was an operation and it proved itself. The Bible said God will testify of his gifts. He always has. He always will. Uh, might be a lot of things said that wasn't right, but God will testify of his gifts. Amen. You don't believe the Holy Spirit is the gift of God. Let it come on you one time. God will testify of his gifts. Now, 
everybody would come down into this country several hundred miles from Palestine, across the desert. Everyone would come by. The Queen of Sheba kept hearing, Oh, the great God of the Israelites has anointed a man and give him a gift. His name's Solomon. He's the king up there. Everyone must pass by. And all at once, Jesus said this when he was here on earth. No man can come to me except my father draws him. He said, you got eyes, you can't see, you got ears, and you can't hear. To fulfill the scriptures. God had did that. Now, he said, no man can come to me except my father draws him first. But somehow down in the heart of that queen of Sheba, there was a desire to see this great gift of God. She wouldn't, she'd take the other man's word, but she wanted to see it for herself. That's just exactly what Philip told Nathaniel. He said, come and see for yourself. One will criticize it. Don't take what somebody else says. Come see yourself. The scripture says, taste and see the Lord is good. Try it once. Boy, one time eating an apple where an infidel was debating if there was no God. The boy peeled the apple and poured it, put his mouth and started eating. He said, what do you want? Someone asked you a question. He said, what is it? He said, is this apple sweet or sour? He said, I don't know, I'm not eating it. So that's just what I thought. And went back and sat down. <laughs> How do you know? Taste and see. Give God a chance. See if he'll take and give you glory for your misery. See if he'll give you happiness for your gloom. See if he'll give you help for your sickness. See if he'll give you the Holy Ghost for your theology. Try it and see. Taste and see the Lord is good. Just give him a chance. And the queen said, I'll go see for myself. I want you to notice what a sacrifice. When you come to see God, you don't just come on a flower bed of ease. You have to make a sacrifice. It's a sacrificial way. It's a way of death. You have to die out to come to Him. You have to forget all you ever know in order to learn of Him. Empty out that He can fill up. You don't mix it now. You have to empty out. So, look what she did. She got a caravan of camels. Not only that, but she come with gifts. She said, if it's true, I'm going to bring gifts. And she loaded it with gold and spices and cinnamon and costly array. And she set out a three-month journey through a hot, burning desert. Would you pay that kind of a sacrifice to see a gift of God in operation? Just wonder tonight. How, if she's going to condemn us. Some won't walk across the street. But she went three months with slow camels. A lady. And look at the perils that's in the way. Them deserts was full of robbers. With all that treasure on. How that the robbers could have surrounded her and it took her life. But she was willing. There was nothing going to 
was standing her way. She laid aside all of her theology. She come with an open heart. And she come the rough hard way. She come to see if the gift of God really operated. And she came. And when she finally arrived, she walked up to the palace. Solomon greeted her. Now she didn't come just to stay one night. She'd come to stay till she was convinced. But we'll go one night till I heard that guy speak. I seen this preacher where I know this about I oh I draw my idea that see, you don't even give him a chance. God has to work on that hard heart and all that stuff has been piled into you. You've got to get that out first, get you emptied out. Before it can ever get to you. She unpacked the camels and so forth and fixed the beds and got ready. She's going to camp a while. She was supposed to stay at the meeting. She was going to be convinced that it was neither right or wrong. Has she ever seen it in operation? She said, I'll believe it. So after she had been there for a while and she had seen the gift of God in Solomon, she said to Solomon, she said, I have heard many things. And I, and otherwise like this, I've heard many things that you, I could hardly believe. But God did miracles with Solomon. That was his gift. So the Bible says there was no more spirit left in her. And if you learn how that's spelt there in 2 Kings, it's spelt with a little S. That's carnal spirit. Not capital spirit. Carnal spirit, little, no more spirit left in her. All the doubts is gone. <laughs> All over. She said she made her confession. She said, I have heard that the Lord God of Israel was with you. And I've come to see. And now I am convinced above any shadow of doubt. That your God is the real God. And God has anointed you to lead His people. And I even see more than what I heard about. Jesus said she'll raise up with these generations and condemn it. And I say unto you, He said, that greater than Solomon is here. And I say to the audience tonight, that the Queen of Sheba... We're raising the judgment with the people of Chicago. And because you've listened to criticism and not tried to find out for yourself, and will condemn this people. Right. You don't have to. You get on a streetcar, automobile. Come out to the door and see the Lord Jesus moving among his people. But because some self-styled, smart, educated theologian told you that the days of miracles have passed and Jesus didn't put power in his church no more, you've listened to that person. And who you listen to, that's whose servant you are. I'm glad to listen to the Holy Ghost and be his servant. For Christ has raised from the dead. And tonight, in his all of his magnificent power, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
or I'm found a false witness and the Bible untrue. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, for thy word is truth. May you take these words that you sent into our hearts. We see here the prophet Nathan telling David, Do all that is within thy heart. But when your word came, thus said the Lord unto Nathan, you went straight back to him and told him what you had said. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have a prophet's message among us whose words have been kept for us to continue to listen to and we know that that's the word from you directly and we thank you lord that you have given us a fresh manner for our day and also we know that even through your holy word it's ordained and written by men of all moved on by the holy ghost to store food for us even until today so we thank you lord for all that you've done for us and help us father to be faithful until that day in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. I'm building this house on the rock, on the holy word of God. Not gonna settle it down on shifting sand. I'm building this house on the rock, on the word that Jesus taught, on this solid foundation it will stand. I'm building this house on the rock, on the holy word of God, not gonna settle it down on shifting sand. I'm building this house on the rock, on the word Yeah.